Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we are back, folks. We are back and raring to go here on the Miller Frost Show. Of course, I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And I hope you folks have been having a grand gay old time these past few weeks. We were actually here last week, but, well, I'll take the hit on that one. I was just kind of like, meh. I just wasn't feeling it, so we decided to play hooky last week. Take another week off before we jump back in again, but we are raring to go after a couple of weeks off. And I hope that you all had a grand gay old time over the Labor Day holiday. I know you people in Chicago. You were definitely having a grand gay old time over that holiday. 58 people shot in the city of Chicago over the Labor Day holiday. Eight of them were children. I think it's safe, folks. I think it is safe to assume that that is because of systemic racism. That is white supremacy doing all of that. And yes, I know it's BIPOC folk shooting other BIPOC folk, but we cannot blame the BIPOC folk for that. No, we're going to blame Whitey for all that shooting, all that carnage going on in the city of Chicago. And that is with gun control, folks. Can you imagine the city of Chicago if they had no gun restrictions whatsoever? Eh, it probably would look just the same. (laughs) Like any of the criminals shooting other people, like they're following the gun laws in the city of Chicago. And I know that you welfare recipients, well, those of you collecting that extra $300 a week in unemployment, I assume at this point that you're probably not having that much of a grand gay old time without Uncle Sam's check every week to supplement what you're already getting from the state. I do have some good news for you, though. Even if you're not getting that extra cash, not making more off the government than you ever did at your job, I do have a bit of good news for you, at least for you folks in the Northeast. Stop and Shop, that's one of the local grocery stores up here in the Northeast. They now accept SNAP EBT payments. That used to be called food stamps, but then they started handing it out on credit cards. You can now use your food stamps your EBT cards, you can now use that for pickup and delivery orders on your groceries. Now, I know if you're sitting around with your SNAP EBT card, having everyone else pay for your groceries, if you're going to be given the option 
of going out and picking it up or having it delivered, I know that you're going to get that crap ordered in. Life is good laying on the sofa watching Netflix all day. You are not going to get in your car to have someone load that up for you. No, you're going to make them bring that all the way to your front door. Speaking of unemployment benefits, though, Fox News, they had a story a couple weeks ago that pandemic unemployment fraud, all those good folks filing fake unemployment claims, that fraud, they're estimating it to top about $200 billion. Do we care about that? No. Like I've said before, folks, it's all just funny money at this point. They're just printing away handing out that money to whoever wants it. When you're $30 trillion in debt, $200 billion, that's not even a rounding error at the end of the day. And one last thing before we jump into our news headlines. You kids over at Apple. Now, I have complained a couple of times, folks, about that Apple fitness thing on my Apple Watch, this time to walk thing that they've got going on. They've had this rotating cast of leftists on there, like Anderson Cooper, Myth Cooper, Jane Fonda, Ibram X. Kendi, a couple of other leftist folks like that on there. But I have to say, while we were away on our two-week break, that those idiots over at Apple, I opened up the fitness app on my Apple Watch, and there was Naomi Campbell. For you youngsters out there, Naomi Campbell, I don't know if she's still doing it, but she used to be a really, really, really huge model. Naomi Campbell was pretty much, she was as ubiquitous as a woke folk on a college campus. Back in the day, she was pretty much everywhere. But Naomi, she has a bit of a temper, to put it mildly. That woman has been convicted of assault On not one occasion, folks, but four. She is a four-time convict. And she really, really, really loved beating on the help. The only place more dangerous than being between Chuck Schumer and a television camera, that was working for Naomi Campbell. Chances are, she probably beat on your ass at least once. And no, folks, there is no allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, about that. Four times, that woman was convicted of assault. And those clowns over at Apple, they thought she would make a really good person to do one of their stupid time-to-walk things. I mean, what is she going to say? You better get your ass in gear, or I'm going to come to your house and serve you a beatdown. Get walking, now! I don't think she's reformed herself. (laughs) So I think that's pretty much what you get with a Naomi Campbell time to walk. Not that I listened to it to find out. But enough about that. Let's go ahead and jump into our news headlines. And this first one, this is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Benedict Cumberbatch defends playing gay character in new queer Western. So Benedict Cumberbatch And if you don't know who Benedict Cumberbatch is, he played Sherlock Holmes for a couple of years. He actually did a really good job with that one. 
But for all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. You all know him as Doctor Strange in those Marvel movies. And now, folks, he is playing gay for pay. Kind of like Army Hammer and Timothée Chalamet, what they did in that stupid movie, Call Me By Your Name. And apparently, this is not Benedict's first rodeo playing gay for pay. No, he did that in the imitation game a few years back. But this one is called The Power of the Dog. And his love interest, because I know you queens out there, you're going to want to know about that. His love interest in this thing, his name is Cody Smith McPhee. And yes, folks, Smith McPhee is hyphenated. That kid, he's a wispy little thing. (laughs) That kid is, he looks like he's about 12 years old. I have no idea how old Benedict Cumberbatch is, but I guess... I guess that's kind of a a daddy boy thing in their new queer Western movie. Of course, folks, of course the media had to ask him about him playing gay for pay again. And this is what he had to say about that. It wasn't done without thought. I also feel slightly like, is this a thing where our dance card has to be public? Do we have to explain all our private moments in our sexual history? I don't think so. No offense, Benedict, but what rock have you been living under? That article, folks, from Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, they had a whole section on should straight actors play gay roles. To me, it's called acting for a reason. But to the woke folk, you better have someone who matches the character playing the character. We talked about it a couple of months ago, but there was a movie, and in the movie there's a character who was in a wheelchair. And I remember those producers, they came out and they were like, our first priority is to find someone in a wheelchair to play that character. They didn't want the best actors they could find, wheelchair or not. No. They wanted to start with the wheelchair. Do they come with a wheelchair? Yes or no? Then, after taking all the able-bodied people and throwing them out, then they were going to try to figure out if they could find someone in a wheelchair who could actually act. Which is what it's starting to come down to these days. Which is why poor Benedict Cumberbatch, who, by the way, I think he's a really good actor. But it's coming down to poor Benedict Cumberbatch having to defend being straight and playing a gay character. And I can see those queens... What gives you the right to play a gay character? Poor guy is just trying to earn a paycheck acting in a film. But these days, everyone wants to see themselves represented up on stage. If you're going to have an actor playing a character, they really should be just like the character they're going to play. So if you've got a, well, for example, you have a queer, polyamorous, autistic, half-Latino, half-Native American dwarf with Zizirza pronouns, if that's one of the characters in your movie and you're producing that, you damn well better have a queer, polyamorous, 
autistic, half-Latino, half-Native American dwarf with Zerzal pronouns. They better be playing. Oops, sorry, folks. Zer better be playing. <laughs> they better be playing that character. And that is why I hate the funky pronoun set. Having to remember all those stupid pronouns. So, Benedict, good luck trying to sell that film with all the good woke folk out there questioning you doing gay for pay. Although, between you and me, folks, I doubt that many queens are getting butthurt about that. Most queens, they're probably like, oh, I'll take that eye candy any day of the week. And I think that's on Netflix, White Boy Malcolm X. So you and I are going to have to check out Benedict Cumberbatch, him playing gay for pay with Cody Smith McPhee. Watch that little daddy boy relationship out there on Netflix. This next one is from the Gateway Pundit. Former Disney star Demi Lovato. So yes, folks, Demi Lovato, they are back again. Demi Lovato tells followers to be a slut and make porn. And where do you think, White Boy Malcolm X, where do you think that Demi Lovato, they did that, they told their followers to be a slut and make porn? Any guess, sir? Very good. Yes, folks, she went on Instagram to tell her followers, I don't know how many she has, folks, five or six, (laughs) but that is where she told them to do that. And here, just for those of you who are interested, is the full quote. Be a slut. Show your body. Get naked. Have all the safe, different, consensual sex you want. Be kinky. Masturbate. And as an aside, folks, not too much. You may go blind. Make watch porn. Make money. Just a reminder that being sexual is okay. <sighs> you know what, Wipe Mechamex? I am so bored of them, I got nothing. Nothing to say about that. No, nothing. Well, of course, folks, it's me. Maybe, maybe I'll say this. This is just Demi one more time. Look at me, look at me, look at me. This one, them, anything for attention. So there, I gave her some. On to the next story. And speaking of attention whores, since Demi Lovato telling everyone to be a slut and make porn, that wasn't enough. This next one is from The Daily Caller. Rosanna Arquette says she turned down a film I love because it shoots in Texas amid celebrity outrage over abortion ban. Folks, we were so, so close to not hearing from Rosanna Arquette for six months or so while she was off on production. But no, she turned down, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, she turned down that paycheck to go back to her day job, which is virtue signaling to other white liberals. I do not understand the fanaticism that liberals have about abortion. That is a hill they will die on all day, every day. She is literally turning down a paycheck because she doesn't want to work in the state of Texas. 
over abortion. Now, as a gay man, let's face it, folks, I am never, ever, ever, ever going to have to worry about that. Miller Frost is never going to knock. <laughs> I am never going to knock up a woman. So I don't have to worry about that, which is why I guess I couldn't care less about abortion. Not the hill I want to die on either way. But for some people, that's the line in the sand. They're going to fight that all day, every day. If that's true, that she turned down a job over abortion, she didn't go to Texas over that stupid law. That is just dumb to me. Yes, if it's true, White Boy Malcolm X. That just, that doesn't pass the smell test to me. Her going, oh, I love this movie, but I am not going down to Texas to do it. I refuse to go to Texas over abortion. That, I don't know. I just, I bet you it's one of two things. It's either a stinker of a movie. And yes, folks, I know she said she loved the film and she's only turning it down because it's in Texas. But it's a stinker of a movie, no matter what she says. And she doesn't want to further damage her career. Or even if it's decent, even if it's something she loves, she thinks she may be able to land an even better part or a higher paying part somewhere else. So it's kind of a twofer. She gets to virtue signal again, and she winds up either not damaging her crappy career even further, or she lands somewhere better where she's making more money or it's a better project. So Rosanna, good luck with that, dear. I tell her to take a break and shut her stupid mouth yapping. Yap, 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 yap. But we all know how insufferable liberals get when someone tells them to shut up. The minute you say something like that to a liberal, they go on like 10 or 15 shows and they start complaining. Oh, they're trying to silence me. Oh, they're trying to oppress me. Oh, they're trying to invalidate me. They're trying to erase me. So since we don't want that, we'll just move on. From the New York Post. Judge orders parents to pay $45,000 for tossing son's porn sex toy collection. And the parents, folks, are Beth and Paul working. And they are required to pay $30,441 for their 43-year-old son's discarded trove of pornography and sex toys, according to a report. Their son, David... David working, that is his trove of pornography and sex toys. And on top of that, they have got to pay their sleaze enthusiast son's attorney, they've got to pay that strip mall lawyer $14,519. That is where the $45,000 is going. Two-thirds to David and a third to the sleazy attorney. You folks should really Google David Working, W-E-R-K-I-N-G. You really do need to Google that weirdo. If you don't want that in your search history, he is, just to describe him, he is the quintessential virgin pajama boy living in his parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with himself, his Pokemon cards, his PlayStation, masturbating to Marvel films, freaking out his parents, freaking out the neighbors. That is what 43-year-old David Working 
To me, anyway, that is what he looks like. It's bad enough that this weirdo, he had $30,000 in porn and sex toys that he used on himself. Yes, yes, White Boy Malcolm X, on himself. I do not think that any self-respecting hooker, oops, sorry folks, sex worker, I don't think that they are going to lower themselves to bang that weirdo for money. Even some skank used up hoe, oops, sorry again folks, sex worker, even some skank sex worker, you know the ones I'm talking about folks, the ones that do it to pay for their meth addiction, even that prostitute, oops, damn it, I did it again, sex worker, even the meth addict sex worker, even she would be like, I would rather have horrible withdrawal from crystal meth, not having any crystal meth. That is a better option for me than banging that freak. As bad as that is though, folks, the parents toss it out and instead of him looking at it as a fresh start, like he could be introspective enough to go, well, maybe I'm a little too into porn and sex toys. No, this creeper gets a lawyer and sues his parents. David Working, he is such a freak about his porn and sex toys that he is willing to be known around the world as a pervert with a massive porn and sex toy collection. I, not that I would ever be in this situation, but if I was, I'd be like, Okay, I guess I'll start over. Not this one. Not David working. He wants that money from mom and dad. And I bet you folks, I could be wrong, but I bet you no one that David working works with, no one will ever shake his hand again. (laughs) They'd be like, uh, no thank you, David. I'll just fist bump you. So David, enjoy that money you sucked out of your parents. Enjoy the dildos and porn that you can buy off of that. And folks, as an aside, if you do happen to Google David working, unless you want to throw up a little in your mouth, don't imagine him with $30,000 in porn and sex toys and doing anything, anything at all with either. From Vice, people are timing their pregnancies to get kids with good Zodiac signs. And folks, when they say people, they mean, any guesses, white boy Malcolm X, any guess who those clowns over at Vice are talking about when they're talking about people timing pregnancies to get good Zodiac signs. Millennials, very good, sir. Of course. It's millennials. Now, I have to say, you know, I sometimes feel bad for picking on millennials the way that I do. I know some of you don't believe me when I say that, but it's true. Sometimes I'm like, man, I really do hate to pick on the millennials. It doesn't happen that often, but sometimes I feel bad about it. But my God, you millennials out there, you are making it really, really, really hard not to do it, not to pick on you this time with crap like this. 
And I've got to say, it has to be the women who are doing this. No straight man that I have ever known in my 51 years on this earth, no straight man has ever expressed an interest in zodiac signs. That is for women and queens. I have known quite a few queens. They use zodiac signs like the Bible. They won't date certain guys, even if they're really into them, if their zodiac signs don't align. I have zero idea what that means. I have zero idea how to figure that kind of crap out. But I tell you what, those queens out there who are into it, they could tell you every good and bad match out there possible. They could tell you anything and everything you want to know. They have that down to a science. And I can see this, folks. You've got a couple of millennials. They're trying to have a kid. They're having brunch one Sunday, probably scarfing down some free-range egg white omelets, avocado toast, of course, washing all that down with an iced coffee. She's probably like, oh, honey, I'd like to try for a baby. If you can knock me up now, we can have a Virgo. He's probably like, you know how dopey straight guys are. Okay, honey, but my friends and I are playing Call of Duty tonight. You know how, you know how dopey millennial straight guys, they like to play video games like they're 12. She, of course, responds, Oh, honey, you can play video games with your friends tonight. You only last five minutes anyway. Not that she wouldn't be passive-aggressive anything about her dopey husband, boyfriend, whatever, sitting on his fat ass playing video games with his friends all the time. And I have always heard that the best part about having a baby is getting to make it. Just what I hear, folks, I don't know. Not going to happen to me. But apparently, the fun of getting to make a baby, the fun of that is getting sucked out with horoscope scheduling. So you kids, with your stupid horoscope schedules, you kids have fun with that. This next one, man, I am glad I waited a week to report on this. For last week's podcast, which we didn't do, I had a Fox News story, and the headline was, Human Rights Campaign Ousts Alfonso David Over Cuomo Link. And yes, folks, I do know it's pronounced Cuomo. I just like to say Cuomo to insult that clown car of a family. But Alfonso David, he was not only the president of the Human Rights Campaign, he was not only the head queen of that professional gay organization. He was also one of Andy Kumo's mean girls. When those women started coming out and calling Andy Kumo handsy creepy, Alfonso David, he was one of the mean girls trying to trash those women. Kind of like Hillary Clinton with Juanita Broderick, Paula Jones, any, any woman that accused handsy creepy Bill Clinton of being handsy creepy, just like that, trashing any woman that came forward. I figured with Alfonso David not only being gay, but being black, I figured it would have been a hair more difficult to toss his ass out on the street. The more boxes you check in the protected class status, that's when the severance check, that's when the zeros start getting added on. I figured that must have been one hell of a check to get him gone like that. But now, folks, 
A week later, we have this from Outspoken. Sacked HRC boss Alfonso David cries racism. So I'm assuming if he's out there crying racism, they must not have written him a check. Usually with the check folks, that comes with a severance agreement and an agreement to keep your mouth shut. We'll hand you a bunch of money, but we want you to go away and we want you to keep your mouth shut. Not Alfonso David. Not that queen. He is out there yapping his mouth. Yap, 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 yap. Calling those folks, those queens over at the HRC, calling them racist. So here's David's quote about being the poor, oppressed victim of racism. This organization was created in the 1980s and largely has been viewed as an organization for white men. And I came on as a black man to really challenge some of the systems that have been ingrained in this institution, and I am being treated this way. I am being treated differently, I believe, because of my race. Do we have a hysterical white woman around? Anyone? A boo! A boo! Social injustice! I'm down for the struggle! Thanks, honey. Please exit stage right. Yes, folks, we needed some white women's tears to make that go down a little easier. I guess what Alfonso David is saying is that if a white queen, if they wound up helping Andy Kumo to trash women who accused Andy of being handsy gropey, they would have been able to keep their job running the human rights campaign. But for David's skin color, if he were a white queen, not a black one, he would have kept his job even doing all of that. I guess that's the only card poor Alfonso David has to play. In this day and age, it's still a pretty good card. All the good woke folk, they get really, really, really triggered anytime they hear someone being called a racist. Naturally, everyone knows that Whitey is a racist. It doesn't take much to get the woke folk all riled up, even if it's a bunch of queens over at the human rights campaign. They're still white, and even if they're gay, they're probably just racist pigs, just like all the other white people are. And I can only imagine what or who they're going to replace him with. White queens, even if they're queens, they're out of favor these days, so I can only imagine who they're going to put in charge over at the human rights campaign. Probably some angry, militant, non-binary type with super difficult, funky pronouns, who wants to rain down woke all over the LGBTQ plus community. After Alfonso David, that is what I see running the human rights campaign. And I tell you what, white boy Malcolm X, I bet there is going to be one hell of a purge over there when that woke folk gets in charge. There are going to be a Huge number of very unhappy cocktail-swirling queens over there when the woke crusade comes to town. Kind of like what we talked about when all those white queens stepped down from Boston Pride. What's going to fill the void? Angry, BIPOC, woke folk. So you kids over at the Human Rights Campaign, you girls, you girls over there, you have fun cleaning up that mess 
Have fun with all that. From the Hill, LGBT film festival to premiere documentary about pocket queen Pete Buttigieg. And I just threw in folks about him being a pocket queen. But everyone knows he is. And yes, swipe by Malcolm X. I know that I was wrong about the baby. I predicted, folks, for those of you who don't know, that he was going to go, him and Chastin Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Indiana, I predicted that they were going to get themselves a little girl. That's what most gay men go for. They want a little girl. Kind of like lesbians wanting a little boy. I'm not judging it, folks. That's just the way it seems to turn out. I was wrong, though, because, yes, they did get a little girl, but they also got a little boy. They got themselves one of each. I don't want one baby, so I can't imagine having two of those crying, crapping monsters in my house. I'm sure those two will have a nanny to come in and take care of all that, but they got two of those things at home now, not just the one. But anyway, Newfest, that's an LGBTQ plus film festival. They are going to premiere a documentary about pocket queen Pete Buttigieg, him running for the presidency in 2020. That documentary is called Mayor Pete. I think, just between you and me, folks, and White Boy Malcolm X over there, I think that's what's called failing upward. That pocket queen, whose only claim to fame before becoming a C-list member of the ruling class with his secretary of transportation gig, his only claim to fame is being the mayor of some rinky-dink town in Indiana and losing the Democratic nomination. And out of all of that, he gets a documentary. I'm sure, I have zero doubt, folks, that movie is as glowing as it comes in its coverage of Pocket Queen Pete. Yes, of course, he failed and failed miserably, but wow, Pete is so wonderful. He was the mayor of some rinky-dink town in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. He's got Chastin Buttigieg, his low-rent husband, by his side. Oh, Pete is such a hero to all the LGBTQ folks out there. So all you good members of the tribe that want to masturbate to this documentary about Pete Buttigieg, you girls, you girls have fun with that. And for our last news headline, man, this is another one I'm glad I waited on. From Out.com, Colton Underwood. Yes, folks, that queen is back. Colton Underwood kisses Mystery Man during Hawaii vacation. So apparently, folks, while White Boy Malcolm X and I were playing hooky, Colton Underwood, he was in Hawaii with political strategist Jordan C. Brown. Those two were hanging out at the Four Seasons Resort in Maui, and those two apparently kissed. Jordan C. Brown, he's 38 years old. Colton Underwood, that queen, he is 29. So Colton, he got himself a sugar daddy-ish. Only nine years difference, but that one, Jordan C. Brown, that one, that one is daddy. 
Yes, daddy, white boy Malcolm X. You think, Colton, you think that queen is paying to stay at the Four Seasons Resort in Maui? No. Daddy, daddy is paying for that. And folks, I was going to ask where Gus Kentworthy is in all of this. Did he, Gus Kentworthy, as the guide, as the escort, or as we like to say here on the Miller Frost Show, the pimp to Colton Underwood? Did he arrange all this? Did Gus Kentworthy arrange for Colton Underwood and Jordan C. Brown at the Four Seasons Resort in Maui? And if so, did Gus Kentworthy get himself some sort of finder's fee. But right when I was asking that, folks, where Gus Kentworthy was in all of this, especially since he's the guide or escort to Colton Underwood, I found a story from Gay Cities, and how's this headline? Gus Kentworthy makes a splash on Greek vacation, and is that a new boyfriend? Boyfriend or sugar daddy? And again, white boy Malcolm X, yes, sugar daddy. Like he's paying for any of that. The guy's an ex-Olympic athlete. It's not like they've got a pension plan or something he can draw off of. And I guarantee any endorsement money he gets, that is going to partying. So you have fun, Colton, keeping daddy happy so you can live that Four Seasons lifestyle. And I would just say this. Don't forget your pal, Gus Kentworthy, while you're moving on up, just in case his (coughs) new boyfriend doesn't work out. I'm sure that your sugar daddy, Jordan C. Brown, he has a friend or two who would be willing to pay for play with Gus Kentworthy whatever that costs to do so. Colton, you need to show that queen some love for helping you out as your guide and your escort. So on that note, since I cannot top these two silly queens and their sugar daddies cashing in to live that grand lifestyle, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday podcast of The Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.